Welcome back to the Keto Fit Weight Loss Coaching for Women podcast. It has been a little while since I released a new episode. Honestly, I've been trying to figure out how to adjust to life being quarantined with my beautiful three-year-old daughter and my husband. Uh, Who knows, we might get interrupted while recording here, but I am doing it anyway because I want to be here serving my community and doing something that makes me feel like I'm contributing and doing what I'm passionate about. So there are a million reasons not to do things right now and a million excuses and very unideal conditions, but I'm over here trying to practice what I preach. So bear with me. Um, I'm also trying to be a little bit less structured today. Uh, The past three podcasts, honestly, I was so nervous that I just wrote out word for word what I wanted to say and tried to read it to sound very natural. But today, I'm not doing that. So uh, come along for the ride with me. Uh, It's been been interesting. Uh, We've all, all of the working moms out there, hello. Uh, We've all been voluntold to be stay-at-home moms. Well, really, maybe work from home uh, moms could be more like it. Uh, And honestly, my first thought was, there's been a mistake. (laughs) Uh, The last time that I was home this long with my daughter was my maternity leave, which was a really trying, challenging time. Um, Honestly, a very traumatic birth experience. I um, actually had what was called, um, oh, bear with me. What was that called? Neuropathy in my leg. So my entire right leg was numb. My uh, left leg was like halfway numb and I couldn't even walk. It was crazy. Um, but I went to physical therapy, ended up getting stronger over time. But not only was I, you know, home from, from not, from not working, which was like everything that helped me to feel normal and, um, like good at what I did. So now I'm here at home feeling like a complete newbie, uh, have no clue what I'm doing, don't feel good at anything. I have like no check the boxes or someone telling me like, hey, you aced that, which I'm just such that type of person. And uh, not only that, but I had a really difficult time actually leaving my house, even with a baby bucket, because I couldn't walk and carry my daughter at the same time. So that was crazy. And apparently one in a thousand people have this thing and I had never heard of it. So, but I did get better. Um, I say that to say my maternity leave was the last time that I was home for a prolonged period of time with my daughter and it was very difficult. And so, uh, this has kind of like triggered me a little bit. I've had some weird days, uh, definitely had some days, uh, where I just cried. I hope that you have too, because that's good for you. Um, but all in all, it's actually been really, really good for me, I think, to be home with my daughter, to be teaching her, to be spending extra time with her. It's been a great reminder that um, being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job on the planet, and I realized that I can do it, but I just don't want to. <laughs> so thank you to all you stay-at-home moms. You are absolutely incredible, and we have so much to learn from you right now. Uh, I have an amazing uh, best friend who's a teacher. She teaches preschool four-year-olds. So every day uh, she sends out a lesson to the kids' parents. And I'm like, put me on there. She sends me great things to do with my daughter every day. So I am learning from all of the people in my life who are way better at this stuff than I am. How are all the high-maintenance ladies surviving right now? 
men are getting haircuts from their partners. I had to give my husband a haircut. I don't say had to, but I did. I gave my husband a haircut. I haven't given him a haircut in years. Pretty much when my daughter was born, I was like, you need to go just pay the nine bucks and go get it done because I got too much other stuff going on. Um, So I did give my husband a haircut. I see lots of other ladies online giving their husbands haircuts. And so the dudes are looking halfway decent. But what about all the ladies? Because the hair salons are closed. I think that, you know, if you have like medium length to long hair, you're probably fine. But like, what about the ladies that wear their hair short? And like when it starts to grow out, it just looks a little bit awkward. The ladies that have, you know, their roots showing. Um, I saw this funny meme on either Facebook or Instagram. I can't remember, but it basically said uh, all the hair salons, nail salons, eyelash salons and tanning salons are closed. Y'all dudes are about to meet your women for the first time. (laughs) So I wouldn't consider myself to be a high maintenance lady, but I do like to go to the salon to get my hair cut, you know, pretty regularly every eight weeks. And I like to go get um, a pedicure. So, but again, once again, it's, it's just a very interesting time, a reminder of what is necessary and what is not necessary, uh, what you actually are capable of doing, but just really don't want to. So on today's episode, I want to talk about my decision to throw my scale in the trash can. Um, it's been a long time coming, honestly. It's been something that I've been thinking about for a couple of years Um, And I had my 35th birthday on March 30th. And as I knew that I was approaching that, I decided that I wanted to give myself that gift of getting rid of my scale. So I've shared a little bit about my personal journey uh, with feeling overweight, even when most of my life I wasn't overweight um, because of how I grew up in my childhood. And then um, a couple of times in my life when I was legitimately overweight. Um, But Even at a healthy weight for most of my life, I have weighed myself every single day of my life since I was a young teenager, at least, you know, 13 or 14 years old. And sometimes I used it for positive motivation. Some days I used it as punishment. Uh, But I think it's safe to say that about 80 to 90% of the time, I was never happy with what it said. Most days, you know, step on the scale and just either you know, frustrated that it hasn't gone down or cussed at it for it going up. And, you know, especially when you feel like it's so unfair, you did everything right the day before and you just can't seem to make heads or tails of those daily fluctuations. Well, you can't, you can't make heads or tails of it because it's going to do what it's going to do and fluctuations are normal. And yet here I was continuing to obsess over it every single day, even when I had been at a healthy weight for years. So I lost about 50 pounds on keto uh, between 2013 and 2014, and I got to a healthy BMI, but I always wanted more, uh, more or better instead of being content with what actually was. And it was an obsession and it was an addiction for absolutely no good reason. Um, Those daily fluctuations really should never have mattered, but they mattered so deeply to me in such a crazy way. Uh, that it it would determine my mood for the day. It would impact my decisions in what I was going to eat that day, what I was going to wear that day, and how I, ultimately how I was going to feel that day. And that's messed up. Um, and I knew it uh, for a couple of years now, but I was so afraid to let it go. Um, 
I remember doing like those start of the year, you know, uh, New Year's resolution lists. And I would say for like two years in a row, I'm going to break up with the scale this year. And I, I didn't. But a couple of years ago, maybe about a year ago, I would have to look up the date that this documentary came out on Amazon, but it's so good. It's an, it's a documentary about body image called Embrace. And again, it's on Amazon. I really recommend it for anyone struggling with body image. Um, it is a former female bodybuilder, and she now just kind of looks like a normal person, <laughs> which is awesome. But she's doing this whole um, expose on how women struggle with body image and how the media and just uh, culture really puts so much pressure on us to look a certain way and that thin equals healthy and everything like that. Um, So I watched this documentary and it really woke me up to how um, messed up it was that I was still obsessing over this when I am and I was a healthy person. And so I remember talking with my best friend and telling her, that in my fantasy life, I would never weigh myself. And the only time that I would actually see my weight would be at the doctor's office and I could just be a normal person. And I knew that I already had the power to make that decision whenever I wanted, but my inspiration from the documentary quickly faded and I started to um, just tell myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that eventually when I weigh X again. Um, that I would stop weighing myself. So um, little sidebar is I reached my my goal weight. I had lost about 50 pounds, but of course, pretty much after that, um, not too far after that, I got pregnant and I gained a perfectly healthy amount of weight in my pregnancy. And I was really happy about that. Um, and I remained keto, low carb. I was in ketosis pretty much my entire pregnancy and it was great, wonderful. And then, um, I dropped most of the weight except for about 10 pounds, uh, within really like a week after giving birth. It was crazy. However, then I gained like another 10 pounds postpartum nursing that I did not expect. And no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to lose that 20 pounds. And I remember being so angry at myself. Now I look back on it, I'm like, that was so dumb. Like my body was doing doing what it should do, doing what it needed to do. And here I was thinking that my body was my enemy when really my body was doing a very beautiful, wonderful thing, taking care of another human. So for a while, I kept that extra 20 pounds on until I stopped nursing my daughter. And then I lost that 10 pounds. But, um, you know, here I am still to this day in a healthy BMI, but about 10 pounds more than what I wished I was, which is what I weighed before um, I got pregnant. And so I kept telling myself, when I weigh, when I lose that 10 pounds, when I weigh X again, then I would feel comfortable just letting go of the scale and not caring anymore. I was so afraid to let go of the control. And then maybe about a month and a half ago, um, I recently watched another documentary on Amazon called Britney Runs a Marathon. This was so good. Uh, I, again, I really recommend that, that people check this one out too. So she has this amazing health journey and um, becomes a runner and is running marathons, but she's about five pounds away from her goal weight. The number that she had in her head that became the epitome of healthiness to her, I guess. And 
not, not taking into consideration, not really realizing like I already am healthy and I'm probably putting words into it, like from based on how I feel, but here she is. She is healthy. She is running a freaking marathon, but she's five pounds away from her goal weight. And she's so frustrated checking that out over and over again. But finally, at a certain point, she decides to just put the scale away, put it in a cabinet. And this woke me up again to how crazy it is um, to obsess over the number on the scale when I've been completely healthy. So that was my most recent bout of inspiration. And again, I knew my 35th birthday was coming up. And so I was like, I'm just going to do this. And I threw my scale in the trash on March 9th. So it's been about a month now. And this is the longest that I can ever remember not weighing myself in my entire life. And it has been so hard. (laughs) It has been so hard, especially, um, you know, considering the context of what we're all going through right now with just a super stressful time um, with the pandemic and being quarantined in our houses and feeling like we have no control and our routines are completely off and, that was always um, like the one kind of locus of control or like the data measurement that I would obsess over. And, and I've had a couple of, um, you know, just really difficult days just thinking, I just wish I could know what I weighed. I just, please, I just wish just one more time I could weigh myself and just know, and then I would be okay. And it's been crazy, like the way that my brain has made me feel compelled Um, to know what I would weigh as though somehow that would relieve anxiety. Um, So there was one particularly low day um, and a low moment when I was at Target by myself. And I literally walked into the scale aisle and was having a complete fantasy about, I'm just going to open up this scale and step on it. And then I will pack it back away. And hopefully I'll find a point when nobody's watching. And I got to the aisle and I was like, oh my God, stop, stop stop. And, and I didn't do it, but yeah. So I'm sharing this with vulnerability to let you know that the struggle is real, but I am committed to myself and to my freedom in this area. And right now it doesn't feel like freedom, but I know that it will. And I've talked about this before, like freedom is what it's really all about. Uh, the scale is just a tool and I'm not railing against the scale right now. Um, so there's been many times, especially, um, when just starting keto and you, you do have a significant weight, uh, amount of weight to lose. And you know that you need to actually lose weight to get back to a healthy place. I feel like it can be a very helpful tool. Um, especially when you see the number going down, it feels great. Um, you know, you're making progress. Awesome. So if it's helping you great, um, but remember that it's, only one picture of things and it's a very limited one and I deal with this with clients all the time they see the scale go up but their inches are going down Um, so remember especially on a keto diet it is completely changing your body composition because you're burning stored fat and a keto is one of the only diets it's the only one that I know of that you're able to lose weight and and science confirms this but you're able to lose weight without breaking down muscle it just burns your stored fat so that is a powerhouse combination of you being able to completely change your body composition. So there are a million reasons why the scale might go up. You know, you could be bloated from consuming salt. Maybe you just had a tough workout and your body is inflamed. You're holding onto water. Maybe you did have a carb up and, you know, your body is retaining water from that. Um, it could be related to your um, monthly cycle. Your hormones can cause weight fluctuations. There's so many different reasons 
why the scale might stall or even go up. Um, so it's so important to track inches and even progress photos too for a much better zoomed out view of your progress. So if you feel like the scale is hurting you more than helping you, I'm just here to say it's okay to let it go. It will be hard, but you can do it. You will survive. Um, yes, even if you're a data person like me, um, full disclosure, I still do track for ketosis periodically using the urinalysis strips. It just, it might be a crutch right now, but it is what it is. It's better than me weighing myself every day, but it just gives me some type of check-in that I'm still on track. Um, and you can still track inches too, which is a much better indicator. So yeah, I'm, I'm periodically, you know, putting a tape measure around my waist and just making sure again, you know, I know that's a crutch, but sometimes you need a substitute, um, temporarily to get to let go of something that, you know, is even worse for you. So maybe I'll get to the point where I don't even feel like I need that. Um, and I'll just, uh, you know, be able to tell based on how I feel in my clothes. That's, that's the goal. Um, but that's where I'm at today. So freedom, my friends, is what it's all about. I would just love to encourage anybody else that might be in a similar situation as me. Um, you've struggled your whole life with the scale and you know that you are already at a healthy weight. You might not be at the weight that you want to be at, um, but look up your BMI online. You know, are you in a healthy BMI? Would any doctor have any concern about your weight? If not, why are we obsessing over these daily fluctuations? Why are we punishing ourselves um, with these numbers? So I hope that my journey maybe inspires somebody else. Um, and then even if you are somebody that you do know that you, um, want to lose a significant amount of weight that you need to do that um, for your own health and you're committed to that, but the scale has just always been your enemy and you feel triggered by it. Um, you don't have to use the scale in your weight loss journey. You could definitely rely on inches and progress photos and be completely fine. So that's what I'm here to talk about today. I will continue to update you as my journey progresses and um yeah, thank you so much for tuning in today. And I pray that this has been helpful to you. Would you share it with a friend? If if it stands out to you, if you want to maybe uh, challenge another friend to do it with you, that would be really cool. So would you share this episode if it's been helpful? Thank you, my friends. I look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. Did you know that I'm a weight loss coach exclusively for women? I work with clients one-on-one -on -one and in small groups. It's very personal and it's holistic. We talk about the practical and the personal, the habit changes and the mindset changes. It's a ton of listening to you and helping you unlock your motivation to do the things you already know, because of course everything you need to know is free on YouTube. Coaching is not just about changing behavior or habits, but changing beliefs, which means changing behavior for good. I would love to work with you. You can learn more about my coaching services at theketofit.com. In the meantime, I'll continue to serve you with free helpful content here on the podcast, and you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at theketofit. Remember, you're allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. See you next episode.